Grüezi. This is Thomas Christoffel, CEO of Hartebur Metal Forming Equipment in Switzerland. Welcome to Fastener Talk. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Fastener Talk, presented by Fastener and Fixing Magazine. I'm the host and editor, Will Lowry, and as you've just heard, today I've had with me Thomas Christoffel, CEO at Hattaba Group. I've known Thomas for a number of years now, having originally met him at Hattaba's corporate offices in Rheinland, Switzerland, as well as since then at numerous shows across Europe. In the podcast, we talk about Hattaba's machine capabilities, which includes cold, warm and hot forging technologies. Plus, we talk about innovation, developments within the market, as well as COVID-19. So without any further delay, here is Fast and Talk with Thomas Christoffel. Hi, Thomas. Thank you for joining us. And Hattaba celebrates its 90th anniversary this year. What drives a business forward? Hattaba Group celebrates this year its 90th anniversary. Additional to that, we were able to celebrate last year the 80th anniversary of Carlos Salvi and Gerlate. I'm very proud to have the two well-recognized and established brands forming the Hattebur Group uh, in our business. We drive our business strategically forward to enable our potential and existing customer, of course, to solve market opportunities and provide them with a competitive advantage in their market. We are inspired to develop solutions for our customers from wire or bar up to the finished part. This, I believe, is important in challenging market environments as we currently have. You mentioned Carlo Salvi there, who you acquired in 2016. How have you integrated the two businesses? First of all, our aim was to diversify Hauptebur towards the fastener and aerospace segment. Then, in a, secondly, we wanted to strategically strengthen our cold forming segment. And the third reason for the acquisition was, of course, that the Dottore Sergio Zotti, the former owner of Carlo Salvi, was looking for a succession, which he found in Hattebur, the Swiss company being owned by Mrs. Claudine Hattebur. With Carlos Salvi, we now have a very strong position in the aerospace industry as well as in the fastener industry. How has the business been integrated? Um, we have chosen a, as I call it, a soft approach and started therefore in very small steps. The two companies, are very complementary in Galate, the northern part of Italy, and in Switzerland, Rheinach, which is also in the northern part of uh, Switzerland. So we had almost no overlap between the two setups. So what we had to do first was to evolve the management from Dottore Ziotti to the new management. And I'm very happy that with uh, Marco Pizzi and Germano Pandiani, we could grow them into the into the uh, their position they currently have and into the experience they now have to to run the company and of course we had to integrate in a first step and immediately finance and accounting where we are uh, let's say almost the the integra integration has been finished and we then started to work together in sales and marketing and for sales it was 
important to be able to introduce Carlos Alvi products in markets where they were not present before and where Hot Boot had already a strong uh, foothold. And then we started, let's say, to work together on topics like uh, manufacturing, engineering, and other areas followed. But by today, of course, the integration is by far not finished and we still have uh, a long, long way to go and to work very hard on that subject. And we are all convinced in, in Karlat and uh, Reinach that we will grow further together and be able to provide more, uh, let's say, power and, and presence onto the market. Yeah, it sounds interesting. Were there any benefits that you kind of... Uh, got to see from the two companies working alongside each other and what are the advantages of the customers of the two businesses now being combined uh, based on the let's say the growing mindset as one group we see a lot of potential for uh, the customers the typical customers of uh, each location for example i believe there is no other group in the market or in our business which offers uh, high performance horizontal metal forming machines, for example, for cold, warm and hot forging or for uh, raw materials starting from uh, 0.6 millimeter wire diameter up to bars with a diameter of 90 millimeters or to cover parts from very tiny parts from uh, uh, let's say an outer diameter of roughly one millimeter up to uh, an outer diameter of up to 165 millimeter or even more and then we can provide a wide variety of technology like uh, one die two blow header two die four blow header progressive headers and hot formers and then of course we can also cover with uh, two locations and the two setups we can basically uh, provide uh, technology and metal forming processes based on steels or stainless steels on brass as well as on a variety of uh, non-ferrous materials like titanium and other in, uh, exotic materials. You mentioned there the the cold forging the, the warm forming and the hot forming kind of what are the challenges of each technology and what are the different benefits that each technology can provide? I think um, to address the, the, the differences of, of or the challenges of each technology would uh, open a very long and uh, very long discussion. But I think from our point of view, the challenge of each technology is mainly driven by the application uh, one would like to find the production solution for. There are cases you either talk about cold forming or there are cases you talk about hot forging. It really depends on whether and how much secondary operation one would like to have and what the requirements of the application are. I think there is a great benefit in choosing either one of the processes to base upon the metal forming uh, process and then to be able to provide to the customers the most competitive manufacturing solutions for our customers. Okay, you mentioned there, obviously, the, the different technologies. Kind of, How have the requirements and demands for each technology developed over recent years? I believe that cold forming will has increased and will continues to to increase in uh, the market but i also believe and i've seen that uh, lately we had uh, numerous inquiries 
of customers or potential customers to try to form special steels or steels or, or metals which are difficult to form. And therefore, we're trying to utilize, uh, for example, uh, heating technology to have better forming uh, capabilities of the material. So I believe that special applications and special materials will also grow in importance in the market. And I think we have there with uh, the, the foothold in the aerospace industry where a lot of these materials are used, we have a lot of experience to be able to develop solutions for our customers and develop them, for example, in, in the fastener or the automotive industry. Okay, you mentioned the special materials and special applications there. Kind of, is that where the innovation comes from? And is there still room to innovate within the machinery sector? Yes, I am convinced that there is still room to innovate within the machinery sector. Of course, as you said, uh, one possibility is innovation within the, the metal forming processes. And I believe that the innovation will be the key to future success. Without innovation, it's going to be extremely difficult. And for our people in, uh, or our engineers and uh, design teams, it's a daily task in Reinach as well as in Galat and, and covers, of course, not only the machine itself, but as you said, the processes, but also, for example, service-related products and approaches and, for example, uh, internal processes to, to make things better and uh, to improve. So we, as a group, we invest a lot of manpower into innovation and we believe and we live for innovation. Is the innovation also driven slightly by the customer and, and their demands and requirements and how they come to you and ask you to, to develop things or, or if, if things are possible? Yes, I believe the customer aspect is a very important task to involve at the very early stage into innovation projects. I believe uh, it's a challenge to think about the topic and find the solution without any customer interaction. So I believe for the challenges which are seen on the market, for example, in the automotive industry with the electrification of the uh, drivetrain, with the growing importance of Asian markets, we need to be able to get the customer's point of view very, very early into the innovation process. Okay, it's interesting. I mean, you kind of mentioned the different technologies and the machinery you have with such complex machinery and the growing trend of lack of skilled labor within sectors. How do you feature proof your machinery? I think the innovation we talked before is going to be one, a key or to at least to be able to provide partially some relief on topics like lack of skilled uh, labor. I think the innovation on uh, within the machine machinery sector is going to be addressing such topics and support our customers to, to run the machines and to be able to cover the changes on the market or let's say in, in the environment they have with uh, difficulty to find good and skilled uh, operators or uh, other employees you need to be able to, to strongly provide solutions on the market. Alongside the machinery, Hatper also consults with customers and produces its own tooling. How important is this service and the interaction with the customer? 
I believe the ability to develop the best metal forming process as the base for the production process for a machine, for example, we are discussing with the customer is essential for us, for, for our group. And uh, we have uh, therefore a team in Reinach as well as in Galata, which is capable to do that and to see and to talk with the customer what are the requirements and how are we capable to really design a good metal forming process, which then allows uh, an efficient secondary machining if necessary, or to even uh, finish form the part to, to net shape. And we have also started to build up that expertise in our local setup in China to be able to provide uh, metal forming expertise in this uh, important market to be able to support our customers in the same time zone and with the same language. It's interesting. Have you seen a, a growth in demand for kind of that relationship and the customers working alongside you? And kind of how do you get them to engage with you even more? I think for us, I can only talk about uh, our point of view. We think this the capability to develop processes is has always been an important aspect uh, for uh, the Hotable Group. And we think it is key to be very close to the customer and it is key to be able to integrate the customer very early into this uh, discussion. So I think it's uh, the closer we are to the, get, to the customers, the better it is to, to engage with the customers. And I also have seen that if we're capable to provide at the very early moment in a project uh, a lot of uh, know-how on processes and subsequent operations that can help uh, to find good solutions for the customers. And nowadays, of course, it's very difficult to travel abroad and especially the far destinations are uh, very, very difficult. But I think key is to find ways to still interact and do this exchange with uh, potential or existing customers to find good solutions. Okay, do, do you have any examples of where you've been able to work with a customer and find a solution to their requirements? Uh, yes, we had one case of a customer who had no metal forming experience in the country he was looking to start the operation and we were able to uh, give him at the very beginning of the project advice and ideas how the process could be based on a metal forming process and uh, then we got the chance to be able to develop the part we were uh, running some tests on an identical machine at the customer locations and uh, with that we were able to prove the concept that it works and uh, then we were able to find a complete solution for this specific part including uh, our valuable partners we have providing some additional equipment like uh, decoiler like uh, secondary operation and so on and we were able to deliver a machine install it get it in production and we were able to provide the customer also to provide support to be able to run the machine over a long time in a consistent quality. From the business point of view, it must be quite satisfying to see how you can work with the customer and help them out on a solution where they can't find an answer anywhere else. And from a reputation point of view for Hattaba, it must be quite good that you're seen to be providing these solutions and, and helping out where other businesses can't. This is our aim and this is what we 
drive every day forward to be able to support our customers to find solutions, providing them, let's say, the competitive advantage they need to be successful on their market with their customers. And uh, yes, that is very satisfying. And I think that's a drive for everyone, either in Galate or in Reinach or in, in the other subsidiaries we have. But I think this is a very important drive to, to see that we can fulfill and uh, the customer needs and to make uh, the customers happy. Regarding the key markets for Hatsper, I know you've already mentioned kind of aerospace and automotive. Are, are these the main two or are there other markets? And how do you see these markets developing going forward? There are, uh, let's say, also fastener markets, and uh, but let's say automotive and aerospace are say, the key markets. And uh, aerospace, due to the COVID-19 situation, is uh, has changed a lot within a very short amount of time. But uh, I'm of the opinion that travel after a certain time, after vaccination, hopefully will be available in, in, in large quantities for uh, humanity, that uh, travel will pick up again and that the situation turns into better in the aerospace industry and uh, automotive industry was also suffering during the COVID-19 and has some challenges which are currently going on, like the electrification and so on. But uh, I believe that these two markets remain very strong. And also the, the fastener market in general, wherever these fasteners are used for infrastructure and so on, will uh, remain very strong. So you mentioned there COVID-19, kind of obviously with your worldwide network, how was Hatipa impacted across the numerous continents? We have witnessed development of COVID-19 at the very early stage when it began in uh, in China. We had the situation that due to the, uh, the lockdown, the authority has declared, due to the lockdown, the authority has declared, we also had to send all our people into the home office in, in January. And at that time, to be honest, we underestimated the situation. We were not really thinking what's what happenings, what happens uh, globally afterwards. But once it started in, in Italy and we have our plant of Carlos Salvi in the Lombardia, that's uh, the area which suffered very heavily due to COVID-19, we were capable to follow the instructions of the authority, the safety measurements we have provided and introduced into the company. And we were able to avoid that we had any infections within the company. And Switzerland was following the situation from a pandemic point of view in Italy with a delay of uh, three weeks, more or less. And therefore, we could uh, utilize and implement the safety measures we have seen in Italy, which worked very well. We have implemented very early here in Switzerland and could also avoid uh, infections within the company here in, in Switzerland, even though we have the Elsass, another area in Europe which was uh, suffering very heavily from uh, the COVID-19 uh, very nearby. So therefore, we had maybe also the necessary luck, but it shows that the measurements we took in Switzerland, in, in Italy and the subsidiaries that so far they worked out well. And of course, we, we, we reduced the number of uh, employees here in, in the location, in the offices with a smart office or we sent them into home office and the employees which could not work from home, 
We have uh, split the teams and uh, distributed them within the buildings to avoid that uh, complete team would uh, drop out of, of operation. And I'm very happy that we could maintain throughout the whole period the operation of the company and that we were able to service our customers uh, throughout this period. I mean, you mentioned the customers there. Kind of, How did you manage your, your supply chain and the relationship with the customers? And how were the different markets you target impacted? We have... Well, we tried to be very close to our customers as well to as to our suppliers. I think in, in such a period, traveling was not possible, but uh, I think through telephone calls or video conference, uh, our people here and in Galate spent a lot of efforts to stay in contact with the customers and with the suppliers to see how the situation is developing and, and in, in also to be able to work together with, with the suppliers if there was any issue coming up. Then, of course, we have seen markets which were suffering uh, very heavily, like uh, in uh, the European countries, Italy, France, and uh, we have seen the, the quick recovery in China. We have seen with uh, the subsidiary where uh, services were called by our customers very quickly back. And uh, I think we, we, throughout the global setup, we were able to follow the markets very closely and we were able to keep up the services within the countries, even though the borders were closed at uh, certain times. Obviously, with, with social distancing becoming the new normal and obviously the, the unknown time frame of, of when the pandemic is going to finish, kind of what role do you see technology and automation playing within your company and in the market in the future? And do you see opportunities for you as a business? I think the digitalization has made great progress throughout the period of COVID-19. We, I can tell how we did it here. We had all the systems installed and ready in place, but literally no one was using them. And then with COVID-19, we were forced to use and we have seen, okay, everything is in place. It works and we could literally flip the switch and, and start to using it. And of course, we had to get, everyone had to get used, experienced and use it. But I think throughout this period, digitalization and the awareness of digitalization has uh, made huge steps forwards. It also has shown uh, what works and what does not work. So where difficulties can be. And I think the digitalization will increase, maintain to, to grow in importance in the future but it will not completely replace, uh, for example, travels or direct customer contacts, because I think this is essential to, to build up trust and to build up uh, relationship. Do you see any long-term impacts of COVID-19? I hope that the impact of COVID-19 will disappear over time. I hope it disappears very soon, and, uh, but it will take time until an affordable vaccination is available for a lot of people. And until that time, I think we have to find ways to deal with COVID-19 and maybe other diseases will follow that in, in years. But I think the economical impact might be a different issue and uh, might take longer to recover. And uh, we will see how the economy is developing and uh, develop, developing back in, 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 uh, in a good condition. As a business, how do you plan for the future when there is so much uncertainty that is out of your control? 
I think the key for an organization as we are is get ourselves ready to or to be fit for change, to prepare ourselves to adapt to change and to be able to see opportunities to develop the business into rather than having a fixed plan over years and years, which uh, since there is uncertainty, it will for, for sure change. So I believe that key is and will be to develop the organization into the ability to follow some changes. And what opportunities do you see for the future and what general trends do you think will impact the machine building sector? I think there will be opportunities or uh, or, or changes on the market. I believe, the, for example, in the automotive industry, there is a big drive toward electrification, but no one knows whether battery electric vehicles or fuel cell driven vehicles will be the long-term success within the automotive industry and I think there are for with every change there are some opportunities and I think we have to be able to pick them up for example digitalization to be able to support customers maybe even more to help them to reduce the necessity of looking for skilled operation operators of course uh, our aim is not to replace skilled operation operators but to be able to support our customers and to relieve the need for looking always for or to cover the lack of uh, skilled people or skilled operators. Obviously, as a European machine builder, how do you differentiate yourself from competitors? Our differentiation from others is through the performance of our equipment and services. Um, Our claim is our performance, your advantage. To give you one example, together with a customer, we found a solution where 14 new units of the latest technology replaced 30 old machines and even provided a plus of 30% increase in productivity. And for example, to be able to cover future challenges like the lack of skilled workers, this could be one way to offer our customers' solutions how to tackle or solve this this topic. Is quality and reliability still a key selling point or kind of are they now expected as standard when when it comes to machinery? From my point of view, there is no way around quality and reliability. So the quality shows over time, not necessarily at the time of purchase. And uh, our customers will see what they have throughout the lifetime of the machine in regards to the reliability and stability of the machine itself, but also on the reliability of the services which are provided uh, through the local subsidiaries or through Haltebur in Reinach or through Carlos Aldi in Galate. And I think especially in times where traveling is limited and restricted, such points pay off and are very important. Again, yes, quality and reliability are still a key selling point. And that is Fastener Talk with Thomas Christoffel. I'd like to thank Thomas for getting involved with the podcast. And if anybody listening would also like to be involved, please just email me at editor at fasteneranfixing.com. Our next podcast focuses on 3D printing and how the technology is developed, where it's heading for the future and how it relates to the fastener industry. To make sure you don't miss out, make sure you subscribe via Apple, Google Play or Spotify. That's it for now. Thank you for listening and goodbye.